For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 6.2, The Crimes of Griswold, where we are discussing the graphic novel Ghoul Goblin. My name is Tansen, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hello. Harry Dresden, a Chicago private investigator and wizard, heads to a small, isolated Missouri town terrorized by never-never monsters. The singularly unfortunate Talbot family has suffered a curse that has decimated their numbers for generations, and only our hero can save them. That is, if he can survive hostile lawmen, the dark secrets of townsfolk, an ancient guardian spirit, and two deadly carnivores. Can Dresden cleanse the Talbot bloodline of its curse without a blood sacrifice of his own? So we were talking about uh, uh, hostage negotiations? <laughs> yes, they've just discovered the goblin at the funeral, and of course, they're all like, hey, you, stop. So he immediately grabs a hostage. And I just say when I first, he's like, you can call me Griswold. And my very first thought, I immediately went to uh, uh, recess. Because isn't that Gus's? Is? Isn't he like Gus Griswold? Maybe. <laughs> Might be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. I love that show. Shout out to recess. Um, yeah, so then it was a little harder to take him seriously after that. Because all I could picture was a little blonde kid with big glasses. <laughs> Randall. <laughs> Randall didn't have glasses. Randall. Oh, Gus, right. Gus. Right. I don't know why. Don't Wasn't know. Rand- Randall was the snitch. Snitch. Yeah. I've seen the show. Sure. I know you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wasn't watching it for my sake, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, not originally, anyways. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Griswold. So, Griswold lectures the two of them while holding Amber. And Prez. Ombre. Ombre. <laughs> Prez won't be able to hit it because it's too fast and Dresden's magic is disrupted by the ongoing rainstorm. Yes, of course. Convenient as always. I love how the... What is he, a goblin? Yeah. He just spends the whole time being like, blah, 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 you started this. You're the reason that this funeral's gone to shit. It's all your guys' fault. I know. He's like, like, I just wanted to pay my respect. I was like, (laughs) what the hell? Like, it was this whole weird... Yeah, he's a weirdo. Then, then Amber donkey kicks the the goblin in the junk and gets away because apparently, um, goblin genitalia are in the same place that, that male genitalia. Well, he, he are. does stay awfully human. Like I was wondering about that because like his face kind of shifts like the features and proportions. But other than that, like at least when the unlike ghouls we encounter later on in the book, so we've had descriptions of them there and that, and then. Yeah, when we get the ghoul here, there is somewhat more. Maybe not even, like, as fully as they can go, but there's more of it. But the goblin never really... He just kind of goes from, like, a creepy gravedigger guy to just kind of, like... A creepier gravedigger guy? A creepier (laughs) grave... Yeah, like, it just kind of uh, a smushed face. Well, it's the same thing in, like, Lord of the Rings, though. You know, the hobbits and... What is it? Gimli and then... I don't remember them changing into goblins. Y'all, come on. Have you not seen Lord of the Rings? You know what? Gimli, what's the fucking... What's his name? Smee? Smeagol. Smeagol. There we go. Oh, yeah. Gollum. 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 I'm like, Gimli's one of the dwarves. (laughs) Have you seen it? No, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Schmeagle and Gollum. Sure. Yeah, because it did. He did used to be a. He was like a hobbit or hobbit. whatever. Yeah, and then he kind of did this into I don't know what his exact race is called in the books. I really haven't read it, <laughs> but he is kind of like it seemed like you know humanoid. Yeah, well, I guess, bit, but that's, you know? I, yeah, I guess that's just what I'm saying is this, we never see. So perhaps, yeah, goblins basically are just... But it also says, you know, that Harry's the only one who can actually see the shift in him. So for everyone else, he does still look human. Yeah, but again, we just don't see. I mean, I know when, like, ghouls transform, yeah, yeah. You, everybody can see. Like, I mean, yeah, he's looking through the glamour or whatever. But anyways, point being is just, yeah, I don't know how different goblins look or whatever. So presumably he is fairly humanoid and yeah, she nails him. She cans him good. Yeah. I mean, the line, luckily Amber wasn't content to play the damsel in distress. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you get him. Yeah. Cause he doesn't really have like, well, I mean, aside from being like too fast, but he doesn't really have a shot of course, cause he's, you know, holding Amber in front and everything too. Right. So Prez doesn't really want to, take that risk but yeah she's like here let me help you out (laughs) and then then they're all like all right game on and harry still manages to get some some spells out he throws like some wind and fire at him anyways Mm -hmm. well they yeah they definitely try to apprehend the goblin but they're not they're not able to capture it and it does get away as per harry's mo it's really just a lot more destruction of property than anything else (laughs) take out a couple of gravestones headstones yeah, yeah. Statues. Exactly. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, because he had the flu from going after the swamp monster and everything like that, and now he's... So, yeah, so he's got the flu, and he's got the fractured ribs, and the spell, and the rain, and, yeah, so... Just not happening for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right, like, Prez starts opening fire at this thing, and then Harry joins in and just whips out his gun as he's taking a bunch of shots, too. I'm a wizard, but I carry backup. <laughs> Blam, 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 blam. Blam, 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 blam. So anyways, they piss off basically all the funeral attendees. Yeah, Joseph Talbot is is quite furious at the whole thing. Which is fair. I fear your two siblings' funerals and somebody starts firing off shots and... Like, yeah, get into like a big fist fight altercation, swinging shovels and then taking hostages and then everybody just fucking eyes opening fire. Yeah, Yeah. I'd be a little like, um, excuse me. You're legit like, bitch. (laughs) Right. Just couldn't have waited until the service was done. <laughs> yeah. But this is where you get, like, the first suspicion thrown onto Joseph, right? Because he comes off so, like, this is unacceptable and I'm going to remember it come election time. And you're like, oh, you're obviously a jerk and a bad guy because they're the only ones that ever threaten, like, the elected officials. At- Politicians! <laughs> <laughs> what? Politicians! Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, let's get rid of that damn sheriff so I can run the town, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it starts making him look kind of like a dick. Um, yeah. And then, kick yeah, the you- guy below you so that he can kick the next guy, and eventually Harry gets kicked in the face and sent back to his hotel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he already got, like, kicked in the ribs and shit. Sorry, not yeah, kicked. Yeah. He got slammed in the <laughs> Kicked everywhere else. Right. He doesn't need much of well, it's like technically Harry was the first one to get kicked, and now it's just it's gonna come full circle. It's just gonna come back around to him. What's that like, uh, like Newton's law of motion or something? Oh, like that? the gravity balls. cradle yeah. thingy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The only nice thing is that the rest of the uh, Talbot clan has a little bit more hope for Dresden. A little bit. Not that we know that yet. We just get to see them all standing around looking very morose. Kind of curious. I looked at the other Talbot children and I could see hope in their eyes. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
And then Amber figures it's a good time to make out with Press because he saved her. Right. And they just ruined a funeral. Well, you know. <laughs> Pouring rain with a compliment. You gotta have your My romantic hero. moment anyways. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with, like, you know, Spider-Man and Mary Jane hanging from, like, you know. Anything and Anything everything. and everything. And they're like, well, we might as well kiss while we're here. Yeah. Got nothing better to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, standing on solid ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boring. Any old couple can do it's, that. That's a fair point. I mean, come on, admit it. If you had a boyfriend that could, like, fly or spin webs or you would totally not want to just like stand around on the ground like every other common girl all the time well let's wait until the newest spider-man movie comes out in december and we will just see what zendaya thinks about that (laughs) (laughs) um the only thing that i'll say though is that looking at the art this is like when like like the first time we see the rest of the family in person on photographs and stuff like that yeah and like the talbot parents they were having kids for a really long time because it seemed like their first children would have had to have been, like, late 20s, nearing 30s or something like that for when Joseph is, right? For him to already be in, like, politician level, right? And yet, you've got these two kids here. The one could be a teenager, but one of them looks like she's, like, you know, 13 at the maximum. Probably younger. Yeah. Like, these kids look so well, little. That's th- okay, mm-hmm. so if you go 13 and add 17... You're looking at 30, right? Yeah. Which seems reasonable for... Because it's the two oldest that yeah. have, like, Joseph's the third in line. So that seems about... My parents had seven kids, and there was a 17-year gap from the oldest to the youngest. Which is insane, first of all, for regular people. But in my <laughs> point is that for people who have been cursed to die, the fact that they had 17 years to get kids out is also crazy to me. Ah, uh, well... That's pretty I mean, amazing like, that they the managed to do that before they I mean, like, the rest of these children have all before they've been able to start families. Or yes, currently, this is you know. True. So it just um, seems insane to me that, like, you know. Although they're getting a little, they're kind of getting double teamed here, too. Uh, so. uh, still, though, the other, like, whatever. I don't you know, know if it's the father who, or the mother that came from the family line. Who but know, way, yeah, maybe she's, like, the youngest of, like, 17 kids. <laughs> she was, a while for so maybe little Ella here is, like, but the that last. Her parents <laughs> had time to have 17 kids. My point is, is that a family this cursed shouldn't be having time to be knocking out this many kids. Well, it's, only, not, like, like, it's only, like, one in every. Maybe, maybe they're Catholic. Right? Well, but my point is, is that they're still being given a lot of time. Even if these kids were all, like, five years old, that make more sense. But it's like, they, they just, let these people not only have kids for 17 years, but then live in... Yeah. Well, I guess they and said they knows? did die. I mean, Never mind. Could be sure. Never mind. The parents did die when the kids were young and the older two had to take over the responsibilities. They did say that in the comic yeah. already. But still. So they were that, still given a lot of time. But I was going to say, if, if... Let's just say the mom, because that's easiest. So the mom's family, right? So she notices all her aunts and uncles, grandparents, whatever, dying. So she's at she's the... like, fuck, I gotta get if pregnant now. she's, like, now. at the bottom of... Exactly, right? That's she's like the star. So she's, like, boom, at 17, she's, like, marries her high school sweetheart and is, like, let's go, because we're that's never going to have... Up. So you, you know. shouldn't be getting pregnant then. You should be like, you know, uh, again, the McFinn oh, curse is different. The like McFinn curse is different because no matter what, the bloodline had to persevere no matter what. We don't know about for this one. So yeah. for this one, I think the responsible thing to do would be like, stay celibate. Don't curse more people into this family curse. But, like, but they don't know that it's a family. Like prior to again, this. Again, we're, we're at about 100 years into the curse. Yeah, it depends how superstitious their family. Every single you know, person in my family dies before they hit 25 from the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, but we don't even know. They haven't said all I what know, kinds like, of, right? So I'm like, everybody has like a heart attack by 30. You may be like, dude, my family has like... A horrible medical history. The worst genes, which is also not a great way to then probably keep But right. still, it might be like, if you want to get married and have kids, you're like... Dude, everybody in my family dies at, like, 40, so let's get on this. Which is why I think it's irresponsible. Like, 
My yeah. kids are on their own when I hit 40. Well, fucks to be you. But it does explain maybe why they wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back again and take a look at the... Cause, even yeah, the, more. Because, like, didn't like again, like, if we're saying 13 at the oldest, she was probably, like, close to a newborn when they died. So it's like, that's rude. You didn't have to keep having kids that long. Yeah. You never freaking know. And I get it. Like, they're Catholics, sure. Well, okay. And it's a generational thing, too. My, so. I can insult Catholics, because mine kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> Certain so members of the family believe that the rest of us are My best friend growing up, she was the second oldest of seven children. They were not Catholic. Um, and oh, and you're the second youngest of the living children. I am. <laughs> um, but her mom dropped dead of an aneurysm at, like, 36 Okay. And left behind seven kids and a nine-month-old. Yeah, it was shitty as fuck. It was so unexpected. A random freak accident, I guess. I know, but maybe they just think their whole family is like... Random accidents. Which is still why it's crazy. The point is that, yes, I'm just saying, is that she was 36 and had like seven kids. I just feel like at a certain point, whether or not you believe in the supernatural or not, you'd think to yourself... Maybe not. If I live after 30, I'll have kids. <laughs> it's just a different generation, right? Because, see, they're all grown up now. This this book is like 20-ish years old now, too, because it took place just after full moon and stuff like that. So, you know, you're well, still coming off like my, my generation, generation and the one before. Well, see, if your and family none of your generation is rude to have children like, and curse them, None too. of them want to drive and none of them want to have kids. That's pretty much... <laughs> no, none of them can afford to drive and none of them can afford to have kids. <laughs> well, okay. Which is, again, another point here. If you can't afford to have kids or raise them, don't have them, which is like the curse, right? You're going to get fucked up. I'm going <laughs> to die in five years. Better have as many kids between now and then as I can. <laughs> oh, well, they're on their own after those five years. Maybe they were really The rich. government says I only have to keep care of them until I'm alive. <laughs> if I'm dead, not my problem what happens. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know what's not buckling under pressure? Foster care. (laughs) Please don't send us hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Talbots. (laughs) Stop having kids until you figure out your shit. Apparently. Well, the good news is none of these guys have had kids. So there you go. Yeah. So far, so good. Which they, is, they, again, are, they are ending the cycle of procreation. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was just shitting on the Talbot family, but now to shit on the monsters who are killing them or curse them or whatever it was that happened. Yes, it's nice of them to get this on the road rather than like I don't know. They took like what, like a forty-year break. They're like, ah, oh, let them have a family. I'm tired. They took a vacation. <laughs> now at least they're like, okay, like let's get this show on the road. Like there's seven of them. See, we don't have time to wait around. That's the thing. Do we even really? Although, maybe the other thing is that they looked at these seven kids. They took a vacation. They were like, let's go do some other shit. We'll come and fuck this family up a little bit later. We've got other shit to do. And they're like, fuck, they had seven kids. If we let these guys all start having kids, we're going to be running across the whole world trying to keep track of all of these other cousins and nephews. So maybe it wasn't a common thing for them to all have seven kids. They just looked at this family. Like, oh my God, if we let you all start procreating, we're never going to stop this job. So now they're like, we really got to pick this up. I can't do this for the rest of my life. Maybe. But true, it sounds like you're assuming that this ghoul and goblin have been responsible for the entire thing. Well, you know, it's not the title. I don't (laughs) get that. That they're hunting them here and now. I don't get that that's the... Yeah, because no, there was like the car crash and stuff, right? So we don't know... And honestly, I But I, when I say, I don't mean to say the monster is necessarily ghoul or goblin. I mean the thing that cursed them in the first place. The curse oh. itself as a monster or the entity who played, played yeah, it on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is what, whatever. Is what, taking a break. A for, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about... 
But we don't know for sure that all the other ones were that young, though, when they died, were they? I'm not saying that they were. Okay. I'm just saying that, because we don't know we at all, right? Because like, well, it says, like, some things, like, they were able to go to Europe and blah, 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 and become, like, super rich and famous or whatever before they suddenly died from a random car accident. So it seems like most of the people did get a chance to have yeah, a life and relatively and decent lifespan. Whatever. But yeah. this one, yeah, now they're like, oh, fuck, seven? No. Like, we will not be able to keep up if they have that many yeah. fucking offspring. So like, we got to stop this right now. Right. There you go. Maybe. So anyways, all of that takes us to the sheriff station. Yeah. And Press getting his ass handed to him by the right. grumpy old sheriff. That Use protection. Shown up. Against curses. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff demands that Dresden be removed from the case. Yeah, he's like, I don't even, he's like, whatever his expertise is, and he's like, Ugh, he's a wizard. He's like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's another funny so thing. He doesn't too. even really know. He's like, he just brought this guy in and he caused a bunch of shit, and then he's like, oh my God, it's even worse. <laughs> That's another funny thing, too, is that it's, like, this, like, small little, like, town in the middle of nowhere is, like, how dare you bring a wizard on my force? And Harry's, like, bitch, like, I deal with this from, like, the fucking Chicago PD every week. You think I'm going to care about your dumb little town? Yeah, right. You know how often I get off order? I was just, I just ignored the FBI, like, a week ago. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to listen to you throwing me off a case. Like, exactly. It's, like, yeah, it doesn't really hold the same weight. Like, you know how many members of the FBI I murdered in less than a month ago? <laughs> yeah. Four. It was exactly yeah. four. <coughs> Although he was only indirectly responsible for two of their murders. Sure. Yeah, good point. Because point is, this sheriff is, like, three... Yeah, because Roger took out Ben, and then Roger and Wilson took out. So, yeah, there you go. He only murdered. If you really, and no, I'm really going to technicalities. Harry didn't do any of them. Responsible <laughs> for all I didn't realize. Yeah, he didn't he actually technically murder any of them because he was taking out the the wolf walls. She took yeah. out Denton. So he really just pants them all. He was. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is like it's like Marcone and his property. It's like technically you can't prove I was responsible for any of this. <laughs> Even though it's my land and my men and you know I'm a big ass gangster. But technically release me like, after three hours. When you strip Harry down and you find like the broken glass with the blood in it and the broken cuffs <laughs> and all of this. She's like, Yes, listen, I do have evidence from every single crime spree, but if you look at the details, it was never actually me. <laughs> Same thing with this curse. I was there at every murder. The random car, the random this, the random that, but it was all different. It you was can't not actually. I didn't actually cause them, though. That's but, hilarious. Yes. So. <laughs> My point is, though, is that That's even more impressive. Sheriff, I took out four FBI agents, and I didn't even have to lift a finger. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is that he lifted so many fingers. Kill themselves until the last one. <laughs> My point is that this sheriff, it's like, you don't even know who you're dealing with, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is funny as we go throughout the rest of the series, too, because monsters essentially have the same conversation with him. It's like, I will kill you, Harry Dresden. He's like, bitch, bitch, do you know who I was just dealing with, like, yesterday? <laughs> it's like, I know he kind of always goes up against something a little bit worse every book, and it gets bigger and badder every book. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, sometimes I think that he should just throw it back. And it's like... Motherfucker, like, there was this one time when I had, like, a loop guru to my left and the FBI to my right. <laughs> An alpha pack to... He's like, now I'm dealing with, like, yeah, Don Knotts, Gomer Pyle, Sheriff mm -hmm. Andy. It's like, yeah. He's like, mm, no. You know, right? Doesn't really... 
other times too when like people are mouthing off to him he's like man i've been in this exact situation with like 25 more broken bones than right now like it's a good day for me <laughs> yeah. all right and my point with like the sheriff here it's like all he has is a cold right now like yeah, right. This is about well, as good as he's ever going to get. And some busted ribs. He, uh, he, yeah. he cracked those ribs pretty good just yeah. now. So, And he's wet. I mean, come on. He had to do uh, it out in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks having to go around in wet, wet socks. Especially, like, jeans and a trench coat and shit. And he wears those, like, like fucking cowboy boots cowboy, everywhere, yeah. which sucks that's, to be filled with water. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's going to be such a pain in the ass to slog around in that. That's, like, so uncomfortable. But, you yeah. think he would dress more like Manhunter? You know, like you think that he'd be more used to that. I think, but he's not. But that's what he doesn't need the big vest with all because his duster has such huge pockets. Which just, is fair enough, but like, and and then it gives you like, that his absent-minded like, professor as he like digs through and has to like take my, ten thousand things out of his pockets to find the piece. My of issue is that like he's got big feet, but it's not like it's the most uncommon thing in the entire world. Like, it's not like cowboy boots are the only shoes that can fit him. Oh no, that just like, is more his aesthetic. It is. He has sneakers sometimes, and he had a pair of work boots once. Well, he. Should continue to wear them because, like, this poor but guy is. Always... I agree. Like, the work boots and stuff would be. They're not terribly practical. Well, they would be a little more practical. Oh, no, 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 no. The cowboy boots are not terribly practical. I mean, they are kind of shit kickers. You can do some damage with some cowboy boots. But I do think that out of all of them, probably the steel toes would be. See, right, because then when you're getting stoned, I mean, they're a little bit of a pain in the ass to like run around and shit. But as someone who's kind of had to do some of that and lived in work boots, I'm like, it is. I've owned several pair of cowboy boots in my life. I've had never really? worn. I've n- well, two pairs. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Not> several <laughs> for you. Okay. <laughs> I have never ever worn them to an extent that they were probably broken in as much as his probably are. Yeah. But they're just not the most comfortable shoe. No. I think even when they are broken in. Yeah, and I have never owned a pair of boots to that point. That yeah, I'm and, sure there's a lot of like, cowboys out there that would argue that they're super comfy once you break them in, but I, I cannot. I just I like to me it's just like wearing rain boots all the time, which just it's sweaty all the time and like there's not enough like, you know, motion in your ankles for all this like you know, but see, this was martial arts support. That he, like, fighting they're for not your good life. for you either. My dad used to wear cowboy boots all the time. Cowboy boots and a suit. Because oh. urban cowboy, you know. Chad's a weirdo. <laughs> a little bit. But it ended up doing his back Peter. major damage. Damn. Yeah. See? It's like women yeah. in high orthopedics? heels. Orthopedics? Yeah, I wouldn't put yeah. uh, cowboy boots down for an orthopedics uh, recommended choice. Nine out of no. ten, probably don't pick probably cowboy not. boots. <laughs> yeah. My point is, though, is that even though we're only it's, at it's, it's his book one, two It's his of- one bit of vanity, okay? He doesn't fucking own a mirror, because, like, One bit of vanity. Yeah, really? One? <laughs> I think his, wearing a massive duster is pretty vain, honestly. That's what I meant, like, his clothes, his outfit. Oh, I see. Mm. I was like, he doesn't fucking own any mirrors. He doesn't know or care if he's shaved half the time. He doesn't know or care if his hair is combed half the time or if it's even washed. I assume that so was part of his aesthetic, really. His, his <laughs> one thing is that, yeah, he's fucking, like, jeans and cowboy boots and his fucking duster. It is, And it know, gets stripped from him almost, well, for the first few books. I think he starts managing to hang on to his clothes a little better in later books. But in the first few... You of all the times he ends up naked in the later I was, books. Well, yeah. <laughs> but when he's dressed, those are the clothes he has on. But yeah, instead of like friggin' like old glory and and sparkly t-shirts and purple sweatpants and crap That's a good like... good point. Butcher had him go through a lot of costume changes in these early books. <laughs> yeah, and it was always like shitty, shitty, shitty or like... Uh, uh, it was the first book, I think, right? Easter is canceled because when he, yeah, after the storm or whatever, he's got to run over to Linda Randall's, and again, it's like sweatpants and yeah, and the 
Easter's canceled t-shirt because Easter Bunny body found Easter's canceled something like that. Yeah, Easter's canceled. They found the body. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So it's like he sends it's just like whenever he can, he's like, "Fuck you, man." He's like, "I'm wearing my fucking like button down and my jeans and like fucking duster." I guess it is funny to think too that this is always done by Dresden's point of view mm-hmm. in the aftermath. So you know, literally every time he describes himself, it's not like somebody else like describing how they see Harry. He's like. So this is what I was wearing. <laughs> I looked so cool. <laughs> right. Except for when I really, really didn't. <laughs> but it is funny how like every single book he's like, so imagine me, leather duster, jeans, cowboy boots, standing over the city like Batman. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. That's like his one. It's like, yeah, I can't handle yeah. the rest of it. He's like, I'm just kind of large and gangly and awkward. But fuck, man. <laughs> My jacket fucks. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so... Uh. Uh, so, yes. Harry goes back to his apartment after he's kicked his, off the case. His, his snazzy motel. Yeah. I did like this. This was a kind of nice depiction. I, 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 I liked the loop guru. I kind of liked the way they, they drew that that was. And kind of like I say, I was like, oh, I wasn't like 100% behind like all of the character depictions, the choice of illustrator style, whatever you want to call it for some of them. But well, the artist- that one shot of, of Karen like at the mm-hmm. funeral was nice and I, I did kind of like, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a scary looking giant fucking wolf. <laughs> I find as these six issues go on though that like the artist really like fell into his groove and like got more familiar with the characters too. And that is fair too. Like, yeah. well, I don't know how much longer, when did this come out compared to the novels? Like around Ghost Story. Um... But yeah, because I was, was going to say like, oh yeah, as they got more familiar and the series got more popular and people, but I was like, I guess actually by this point, there's no excuse for not necessarily knowing or being, I mean, this particular artist obviously doesn't necessarily have had to have been a fan, but. There was at least enough content you, that he could have, you know. Yeah, The Dresden really Files wiki like, fandom page existed at that I was going to say, you know? if you're going to get hired to like do it, I was like, know your audience, like find out who these people are, but whatever. I mean, again, it's still a hell of a lot better than I could do. I, I mean, like, listen, shit, so it's I mean, still, it's it's seems, just, you know, he got, like, chiseled, draw, dark hair, tall. Yeah. Right? And that's what he drew, right? Yeah. But, yeah, to but be a little bit his, more, you know. His, his style is And not, I think part of it, too, I, is, like, at this point, because um, even though this is the second graphic novel we're covering, mm-hmm. this was not the second graphic novel that was made. Ever produced, Right? Yeah. So he was probably looking at the artwork that already existed for the other ones. Was, well, I have to do my own shit. Well, yeah. And probably tried to, you know, also make his own kind of pathway in the series as well. Yeah, make but, it his own yeah, and stuff unfortunately, like that. And, and, and like I say, as far as the art itself, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it was mm-hmm. just... I do still like, I mentioned it last one too, I do like though that they give Bob like the black speech bubbles with the white writing and stuff in the invert. Even though Bob still looks kind of a bit more evil than I think Bob is. Yeah. <laughs> He's more yeah. of a wisecracking sidekick than the... <laughs> but anyways. But We're I talking like- Hamlet skulls here, okay? Not like... Uh, I was, gonna, I was instantly going to name that uh, Carrie, not like Carrie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways, I did really like the the flashback, the loop grew scene. Yeah. That was that was which nice does help place cool. the story. Like we're only like weeks after. Yes, full moon. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty cool. So then he shoves Bob in a drawer because there's a knock at his door, and he's like, "No, no, not the <laughs> fine." <laughs> Which again doesn't happen a shit ton, but every once in a while, Bob's like, "No, don't!" Shove me in the pocket, shove me under the bed, throw me in the microwave. Like, dude, can you just? (laughs) We're not there yet, but eventually, when we meet Butters and Bob or whatever like that, and he's like, "Who are you talking to?" And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) (laughs) myself." Uh, Yeah, Uh, just talking it out. I just talk to this skull sometimes. It's not like he replies. I just venture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, everybody does. Like talking yeah. to my cats, right. but yeah. 
So the mayor shows up and demands mayor, that he stay the on crone, the case. The old vulture. That's rude. She she <laughs> she does. That's literally how she's drawn in these first few. And like right here, like that hat, it just gives me not like exact. But like reminiscent flashbacks to Longbottom's grandmother <laughs> and her totally old hat with the vulture on it. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have like the red and green yeah. coat or whatever that they dress Snape up in, but that's just Ray. She's just very like Prim. stern and crotchety looking in this this. You're a disappointment to the fa- family. <laughs> like the Neville. only thing it's missing is a fucking little stuffed vulture. <laughs> she absolutely looks like she hands out toads to children. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny, I have to admit, like, uh, you know, like, sexist world brain or whatever, they don't specifically, when they're pointing out in the cemetery, there's just two people, there's a man and a woman, and he's like, that's Mayor Crosby, Crombie, Aberca- Cedar. Cedar, that's the word, I'm like, yeah, he has got a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so close, my next guess. Uh, and I, I totally, I didn't click that. Barch, bitch. Uh, they were pointing her out as the mayor at first. I naturally assumed that the dude, and I was like, wait, what? And I had to flip back, and I was like, oh, Well, okay. sexist. Woman can be mayors, too. That, I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, welcome to the sexist world that we live in, is that because they didn't specifically throw in any kind of a pronoun, or they didn't say, hey, that's Michael talking to mayor, right? They were just like, and that's Mr. mayor Cedar, Cedar or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I did. I thought it was like husband and wife or whatever, but I did. I totally was like, and then she was like, oh, and I kind of had to flip back. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, did they do just... Mm. Right, I was like, did I misread? But I was like, oh, they didn't specifically. But yeah, shame on me for... Especially since we just got... This is a small town. Like, they elect, like, cats to be their mayors. (laughs) They like cats? Cats, yeah, in America, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, It's like a million and one cats as mayors in America. Ugh, I don't doubt it. Where's... This is like a tree or... Oh, no, the tree... The tree that owns itself. The tree that owns itself, Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so, um... That's fun. We'll look it up after 10. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a neat little, yeah. So we'll have to uh, you know, reference one that. When paperwork on grows week. old and accidentally locks itself into a weird loophole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so she comes and it's about time because he didn't answer his door instantly. So she's obviously Mr. Mrs. Super. He was like laying in bed too. Like how late I, is it? And <laughs> she's like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say because it was just kind of a dark day. I mean, I, funerals aren't usually held late. They're usually earlier. Or, he had like, to go morning. to the police station and get reamed at too. He didn't go. No. He, oh, he this isn't press. the same time. Yeah, 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 he yeah, just, yeah. Yes. He was told. Meanwhile. To, so it's hard to say if it's Well, he's got busted ribs. He's laying in bed. Yeah, no. For, well, and he was soaked, ready to come <laughs> back and shower. And I, you know. But Probably anyways. not a lot of places to sit in a motel. No, not usually. I spent a lot this summer. And yeah, your bed was the biggest place to hang out at any given moment. Which is not super weird, but also semi-weird when you're sharing with somebody you've never met before and you both just, like, your bed becomes your world and you're, like, eating there and reading there. And had your own beds, though, right? We did have our own beds, okay. thank God. Yes, no, they always had mm. two beds, but it was just, it's kind of funny where that's usually, like, uh, you invite your friends over when you become an adult. It's, like, your spouses and partners, and it's just weird to suddenly be, like, a teenager, you know, have somebody that you, like, just met, and all you do is, like, hang out in your bedroom all day with them. Anyways, besides the point, it helps when they're not crazy, but that's something completely different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she so yeah. herself in. So she's very no nonsense. Yeah, close the door, please. I'd rather nobody see me here. And he's like, "What the fuck is your <laughs> actual problem?" Right? And uh, oh yeah, she gets the question. Who are you talking to? Uh, my assistant back in Chicago. <laughs> um. 
So yeah, so then she's like, I don't care what the sheriff says. I want you sticking around or whatever. And he's like, well, the sheriff only wants me gone because Joseph wants me gone. And she's like, precisely, I only want you to stay because Joseph, I don't know if you're useful. I don't know if you can do anything, but he wants you gone. So I want you to stay. And Tristan's like, mm, thank you. <laughs> like, okay. So he gets this whole political. And I love how she just, how does she pick up his? Essentially, she signs was, a wizard onto her like political campaign. <laughs> Yeah, but she hands him the the mm-hmm. folder or whatever. I'm like, how do you just know what? I was like, either you brought it with you or she, but it looks like she's picking up the things that he's, and she just like picks it up and is like, here. I'm like, how do you even know what that folder? Like that could be his like takeout menus for the town. <laughs> like, what? Are you? Well, or, she's the mayor. She knows well, what the menus look like in this. Okay, but it's in a folder. <laughs> she just picks up the folder. Like, who the hell knows what he brought in there? Like, it could be his graphic novel that he's reading or some shit. I'd say print it off for the internet, but it doesn't do that, so. Can you just imagine, like, uh, hey, Murph, so I want to read this fan fiction. Can you just, like, print it off for me? I gotta go on a run. I was just gonna say, Harry literally only, like, his only option is to keep Playboy magazines under his bed, because, like, he can't use a computer. Yeah, exactly, right? He can't go. (laughs) Poor boy's been relying on Miss August for, like, 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Which year, though? Does it matter? Miss, I'm sure Miss August. It does, because whenever you hear year. people reference it, it's always like Miss August 1977. And that's like the one that they like. Apparently, 76 was okay. 78 was like. They were whatever. allowed to be naked right up until 74. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like everybody always seems to have like a specifically. This is a super side note, but some random guy sends a Playboy magazine to every single senator every single month, every single year. Nice. He just bought a subscription for all of them because he just hates them all. So he just has <laughs> signed them all up. And for like years, he's been doing this, sending like every senator a Playboy magazine for years and years. That's hilarious. Yeah, that right? is kind of funny. The only thing is I'm like, such a waste of money to, like, you're not supporting them and it is funny, but that's an awful lot of money you're spending just on. Maybe he gets like, like a bulk discount buy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Did he get oh, yeah. all the perks? He gets all the freebies that, <laughs> so he's got like a whole collection of like Playboy mugs and like, uh, for, it's my birthday today. Beer koozies, <laughs> like tote bags. Like, every t- every time he has to show up for a function, that's what he brings. <laughs> he just brings all his free Playboy swag to like. I have like what are there like seventy? Kids coming to your house trick or treating and just handing out like Playboy beer cozies that you've got left over. Give this to your parents. Yeah, it's, it's like, here's some Skittles for you and something for the folks. Like, you know, your dad's bringing you out today. Here you go, dad. Enjoy. Our guest is, oh, the, the pens. The little pens when you flip them upside down and the clothes, like, fall off. Like, the little... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too young, Jessica. We're not allowed sexual harassment pens in the workplace anymore, okay? <laughs> That's like, oh my god, we've been watching. So, being back home and at a place that actually has cable, because I haven't bothered paying for it for myself for years, um, uh-huh. I'm watching like the game show channels, which I actually really love because I like a lot of game shows and things like that. They're they're kind of fun. But been watching um, a few episodes of like the original like match game, so from like 1977 and 1978, and it's so funny. There's a couple things that really stand out, like Richard Dawson sitting in the front seat of the game thingy. Are you familiar with like how the the match game? Really. You know, you watch Snatch Game on RuPaul. Yes. Right? So yeah, it's the same thing. You have two rows of celebrities sitting there, and then you have guests off to the side, and they have to guess. So that's why it's called Snatch Game. That it was it's based off the Match Game. Okay. Right. So stupid Sally was so stupid. How stupid was she? You know that whole thing is how that game went. 
And you've got Richard Dawson, like, sitting in the middle of that front bottom row, just pulling out a cigarette and lighting it up. <laughs> it's just, like, so something that's not even, like, remotely close to anything you can do anymore. Um, Unless and you're in I'm Italy. I'm sure some of them are probably, huh? Unless you're in Italy. <laughs> yeah. Or a, a casino. Yeah, if you're on a reservation list. Like. Yeah, you were, you were talking about that. But anyways. Um, but some of the things, too, right? Like, again, where, like, the host... It's probably sort of like the harmless flirting, but in this day and age, it also comes across as like a little bit creepy and like kind of cringy. And you're like, oh, it probably was that. creepy and cringy then too. Well, more so. But I mean, again, again all of your assistants are being horribly sexually harassed on your show, and it's in the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right. But it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just talking to like some of the female, right? Because you do again. A lot of these girls seem like they're you know like twenty ish and yeah. like they're cute, and, you know. And then he's all you know, like, flight attendants had to retire at thirty five then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. And it's just like, wow, I can't believe this was so much. And at the same time. It's like also more reserved because, like, again, there's a lot of like sexual innuendo and stuff like that, which goes with the show, which does make it funny. Um, but it's like, again, just watching some of them, like, have to, right here, you would just be like, uh, his ass. And there, they're like, um, his tushy. Or, you know what I mean? Just like, where they're still making reference, but they're also keeping it cleaner than we potentially would today. Or not making love instead of being like they were banging in the, you know, it's just like. Anyways, where do you draw your lines? Where do you, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can totally, yeah, I see sexually harass everyone. But So anyway, she grabs a random folder that's not porn. My bad. That was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's going to be an outtake. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, yeah, she's like, listen, he doesn't want you on the case because he's my political rival and he thinks that, like, well, here's the weird thing is that, like, I feel like a politician would really jump on the whole, like, ah, she's employing a wizard on her team. She's clearly crazy. That helps my case. But now nah, he's just like, get out the hell out of the town, which does make sense because he did kind of ruin his siblings' um, funeral. funeral. Yeah. But yeah. And they really do kind of push a little bit to make, well, I mean, depending on how you view things. Um, but yeah, if you're the type to like pick up on the things, then they're like, oh yeah, they're totally making him, right? They're like, he runs this whole town. He's kept this town afloat. Um, and yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And threatening the sheriff and like the mayor's rival. So you're like, oh, dude's got something to hide. Dude's like got something going on. He's. And it's yeah. funny because this is the, the third oldest too. This is the third so oldest. So potentially it seemed like the older two really weren't doing because it's like this is the one who brought in all the money. He like is keeping the town afloat with his economy. Yeah, and business, well, like you blah, say, blah, he's blah. the more political minded. The other yeah. was because wasn't the other guy? I want to say construction or something. I don't remember if they ever. I don't say know if he ever got a job. He just it would just, literally I, as far as I can tell, it just says the oldest two were tasked with raising the children. Yeah. Okay. So it's obviously, maybe I, mean, I don't know where them. I pulled that from. If I'm thinking of something else, but I mean, yeah, presumably they did have whatever jobs. But yeah, they were more content yes. to just live their lives where. Joseph is like, no, I want to figure Own out what's going Yeah. So the mayor, again, very crotchety, very stern, very da-da-da sort of thing. She's very direct. Very, well, yeah, very yeah. direct. But again, it kind of puts her out there, kind of shines the spotlight on her as in like, hmm, something is afoot. What's up with well, the mayor? And again, I get like this whole like, you know, politics is so cold cutting and you got to be on your game all the time, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, lady, this dude's siblings were just brutally murdered i know and right? you're in like and his parents were hor- well backwater town murder, murder, of you know like again this isn't new york it's yeah like, Mills. everyone knows everyone <laughs> yeah like, like, damn, how big is this town you know a few hundred couple thousand yeah. like he's so lucky his siblings got murdered this is gonna help him grade to the polls it's like damn woman <laughs> chill <laughs> yeah and we get another nice call back because he's still thinking about uh 
werewolves and stuff. And he's like the silver bullet diner. He's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he goes and he gets a more proper introduction to Amber. And this is where Mama can finally be happy about the Blue Beetle. This is where Mama can finally be happy about the Blue Beetle because yeah. it is, <laughs> it is correct. Not blue. <laughs> it is now it's no longer blue. blue. Yeah, it's mismatched and hodgepodge. So and you, the artist did do some research. Yes, or so I, received better notes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. Thank so you pres- for that. Dresden meets with Prez at the local diner. He learns a little bit of Mayor Cedar's history. And that uh, Joseph Talbot owns a successful import-export business of new age stock. And uh, Dresden eventually asks Prez to help monitor the other Talbots. Mm-hmm. Even though there's more Talbots to monitor than there are the two of them. Mm-hmm. And we get a little bit of a standout here because um, I guess there's only four, hey? Four there was six total and the two oldest died. So it was only four. No, there was seven. There is seven? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think now. There's the oldest two. There's Joseph. There's the... Alex... Yeah, then there was the kind of shifty one in between, and then there's, is it Megan? Yeah, Megan took over watching over the younger two. Maddie, so I thank you. Maddie is looking after the last. Two youngest, Maddie. Maddie, and then there's the one uh, we don't really see a lot about. They do go an, yeah, talk to him brother. later. Yeah, there's another brother. Then okay. Joseph, okay. then Sarah, and... Alex? I think it's Alex. Was Alex the old? Is it Chris or something that's the middle one that I don't know. has a brief cameo? We'll get there. We'll get there. So anyways, but yeah, a little background on Cedar, uh, up and comer, tried for the national scene, got herself appointed to Egypt. So right there, you're like, ooh, 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 something else about the mayor. Egypt. Connection. Just casually tossed in there. First, I thought she was maybe the bloodline for for uh, the, the people that cursed oh, the Talbots in the first that place. Was that was where, where my brain went. Yeah. The boogeyman. Yeah, they kind of, I didn't get that specifically, but yeah, it kind of plays off the same way with the creepy and the thing and the, yeah, working against Talbot and stuff like that. Sadly, <sighs> I was wrong, but it sounded cool in my it's head. A pl- right? Like, obviously, Ooh, it's like something. So it's, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a very plausible. Um, so yeah, so he's like, I can't run after all these people, so you go keep an eye on them. I'm going to go poke around and do some shit of my own and... Um, that's also great because, like, where Harry comes from in Chicago, like, he's the underling, the underdog. Like, he's got to do all the grunt work. And I like that as soon as he shows up here, it's like, all right, go trail everyone. I got shit to do. All he's right, like, deputy. Instantly, <laughs> instantly in a small town, he's like, all right, bitches, I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Takes every little bit of power he can take. He's like, no fucking way I can tell Mervie what to do. Yeah, no right? fucking way she'll let me tell her people what to do. But you don't know better. Yeah, you came right. to me. So. <laughs> I've got this super cool fake police badge Murphy gave me, and I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Consultant, bitch. <laughs> Literally just reminds me of the Doctor Who paper every single time. It's like, Psychic don't look too paper. fast. Yeah, just, yeah, look, I'm from the, yeah, yeah. oh, okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, so heads out to Talbot's place. And it's kind of out a little bit in the middle of nowhere. We got some rolling hills and stuff. And Yeah, he finds it surrounded by an iron fence wrought with every occult symbol found in a perfect circle around the entire property. Yeah, well, he gets to a bunch of dream weird. catchers and stuff yeah. first, mm-hmm. all hanging in the trees. In the trees before you even get to the... But yeah, that was some a little bit of fun artwork with the... Or just the idea of all those different symbols and things. Mm-hmm. And I can probably only tell you what half of them are. At a glance, without there's a couple. To that be I, fair, probably half of them are only real. Mm-mm. Well, that's potentially fair too. But there's a couple that that you know, ha- even if they don't mean anything particularly, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it has that familiar look. I just can't place yeah. whether that's like you know Hindu or Tibetan or what you know what I mean. I'm like, oh, I've seen shit like that. Well, it's but. a lot of um, astrology signs too. But I like that there's also like 
Wemis warning symbols in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> It really seems like the artists are just like, I don't know, Which again, are probably taken from other things. Fair are you looking at like the big circle with the cross through it? No, I'm looking uh, bottom right of that picture. The three rings. Oh, the biohazard? Yeah, the biohazard. It That's is biohazardy, but it's also um, like Trinity. Like also the one slightly up from it. It's between those, but also you will see depictions of that like in, like in talking about like the Holy Trinity and things like that. Okay. So it could actually... But yeah, it might not technically be the biohazard symbol. It's yeah. could point is, be, you know, you've got the Star of David, and you've got some astrology, you've got the peace sign. You've got the peace sign, mm -hmm. you've got the Illuminati. The I, Illuminati, the infinity sign. Mm -hmm. Hashtag. I'll throw it on our onk. social media when this one comes out. But yeah. yeah. It is cool. King Triton's Triton. If you look at the bottom picture, it's totally a Triton. So anyways, yeah, all kinds of stuff and things. Um, and he's like, it's locked. I needed to get inside. But he's like, I could sneak around, but I'll do shit. So he's just like, hey, Joe, open up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, too, how quickly it goes from, like, like, it's sunset, right? And he's drawing, like, these oranges. And it's just instantly blue. <laughs> Nighttime. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. A very, very quick. Very sunset. quick, amazing. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel like that. Sometimes I'm like, it, because they'll do that in, like, like TV and stuff like that too. And I'm like, it doesn't. And then sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, as we're now getting into winter here. So like it starts getting dark at like four o'clock. So I am actually still out and about. And you're like, hey, it's about, oh, it's night. <laughs> 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 like, Although me and time have a very odd relationship anyways. <laughs> it's true. This podcast, yeah. <laughs> this podcast always records two hours later than our start time. <laughs> yeah, you know, shit like Also that. true. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, sometimes it, like it seems to take forever for the sun to go down, and other times it's like literally yeah. in the blink of an eye, and it's like dark already. So, anyway, so he's like, "Yo, bud," and again, like it's like all this open space you can see between there and the house, and then all of a sudden, Buddy's just there with his shotgun. Yeah, I was like, "Well, where did you just pop out?" And he's like, "I can take care of yourself." Yo, and he's like, "What the? How do you even know what's going on? Like, we just got here." But, uh, uh, yeah, some so. people don't need a wizard getting all up in their business to know shit that's uh, shit's going on. Parents. And here's the thing, is that I actually appreciate jo appreciate Joseph, who's clearly looked at this family line and went, something's not right. Yeah. Something Which his not. parents could have done and saved a whole lot of trouble by not giving birth to Joseph and the rest of them. Although, who yeah. knows, maybe his parents, maybe that's part of why they died so young, is they were looking into shit, too, and be like, ooh, we gotta get rid of these But having now. lots of children while they did it. Are you going to be the Scooby-Doo gang, or are you going to be parents? you got to choose. <laughs> Shaggy and Fred and Wilma. Wilma? Wilma? Daphne? Velma? There we go. Do they have children? No, they don't, because their number one priority is solving crime. <laughs> However, Daphne and Fred did get married, and they do have kids. Do they? I don't know if Daphne and Fred do, but Sarah and Freddie definitely do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> They're actors who aren't cursed. Details. Their characters are not. I don't know. Do we, I still think that's funny. One of my favorite things from Buffy, and she was saying when she tried out for the pilot for that, and one of her friends at the time, she's, she's Sarah Michelle Gellar, was like, oh, yeah, I just had like a pilot. And her friend's like, oh, what for? And she's like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And she's like, oh, that's okay. There'll be another pilot next year. <laughs> then it went on to be like this huge hit. <laughs> Like, oh, sorry. That's okay. There'll be more. <laughs> I was like, um, anyways. So, yeah. So, he's like, let me in. And he's like, I don't really need you. Stay back. I'm not going to expose myself to you. And then and they hear snarling in the distance. Yeah. And, and Talbot decides to open the gate. And Justin instructs Joseph to go inside to his panic room. Yeah. 
So he goes in. So I have to admit, when I first saw this, I did sort of, I thought that foot, my, my, my notes here are feminine ghoul foot? Hmm? I'm like, something about it just did look sort of feminine to me. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm imagining Such that. dainty ankles. Such da- Seriously, it was like something like that where I was like, is this going to be? Um, and then, yeah, and then when it pops up and I was like, oh, next part confirms. And I'm like, I'm totally thinking that's like, yeah. So, yeah, because what you see? And then she's got boobs and stuff. So you're like, okay, well, it's definitely a girl. Yeah. So now so I was like, Amber? So I was like, at the start, I was like, ooh, right. It did okay. seem quite suspicious there. Yeah, I? I was like, oh, dude, I told you who this is. She's too good to be true. And it was true. <laughs> she was too good to be good, true. This moment, though, uh, with her pose in front of the full moon and, like, you know, the snarling, mm-hmm. you know, ripped up clothes and the claws and everything like that. More and werewolf. the fucking jacked forearms. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like skinny, yeah. else is like, Bleh. yeah. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, exactly. And I'm totally angry right seems. now. <laughs> yeah, totally seems like yeah. You got another werewolf shit on your shoulders. Yeah, somewhere between like the werewolf. But then she will... opens her mouth and it's like a 14 foot tongue, and it's like, Ugh. I know. Yeah. And I will say that that does keep with his later depictions of ghouls and things too. That like their jaws like elongate and are really like misshapen and misformed from like a human face and things like that. Like not even proper like animal snouts kind of a thing and and yeah they're all like really like disproportionate in a lot of ways so that kind of fits with like the skinny little upper arms and then he's like like all of a sudden the elbows is just like boom yeah but yeah so she's like oh she's like oh i want to taste you and he's like my timing had to be perfect and i was like oh, so i'm gonna pull out the gun again it's gonna be the typical like up close and personal and i'm just gonna like blam 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 you and this stuff no he actually whips out some magic he did. i was like all right harry he fuegos the beast we brought that up though earlier i think i don't remember if it was stormfront or full moon i think no, it was but the that, last like, one these i early books he sometimes just doesn't use magic and you're like wait a second like you only use magic for like showy fun stuff not for actual crime fighting, yeah that was right? just in the last episode that that came out on friday with the second episode with uh matt and you guys were talking about that that there was not a lot of magic use mm-hmm. and stuff like that and yeah so it, it is funny that yeah he's like a wizard and we're like oh my god he used magic yeah. <laughs> i was totally i was like all right go for the good again but i was like no he already did the fake out so yeah, so whatever he kind of kind of stuns her. Yeah, he can't f- quite find his gun to be able to finish her off, unfortunately. And then they hear a gunshot, and the ghoul is upset by this and leaves, which yeah. confuses she's Harry like, no. immensely. So she's like, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't understand why she just got pissed off and laughed. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever works for me. And then he goes in, and and this is again where we get back to the graphic and graphic novel. We have blah, some, blah, blah. yeah. Yeah, fresh kill. It's a pretty picture, though. It's like a blooming rose. It just happens to be his chest. Yeah. yeah. It just happens to be, yeah. But yeah, the gun is totally bucked up or whatever, and, and Joy's not doing so well. So right there, you're like, oh, well, I guess he wasn't the bad guy. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, he's pretty fucked up. This concludes our episode 6.2, The Crimes of Griswold. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Bye.